Welcome to Masters of Employee Development, Mike Acker's podcast devoted to training team members in any type of organization. As a best-selling author, corporate trainer, and business leader, I seek out guests each week to discuss training successes, challenges, and best practices. On this show, you will hear from incredible CEOs, HR directors, and other experienced managers responsible for leadership and development. Lean in, listen, and take part in a community dedicated to improving life through increasing leadership. Welcome to the show, Raghav. Thank you so much for being a part of this today. Thank you, Mike. Thanks for inviting. It's quite a, interesting to be here and, and, and I'm pretty excited as well. I love that we had a chance to talk a little bit beforehand and we were just going through a little bit of your history and your companies. I met you on LinkedIn. But for everybody listening and for watching on YouTube, tell us a little bit about yourself and your current company and maybe just some of the fun facts of your previous history. Sure. I mean, I'm the founder and CEO of Moneymaker. A journey started six years before helping non-professionals to create professional quality videos, animations, graphics. If you ask me why we started this, absolute frustration out of professional tools and processes. I mean, that's where uh, the idea of Animaker was born. Uh, last week, we crossed 13 million users. Uh, quite a journey in the content creation space, help startups to Fortune 500 companies, uh, build learning development content, internal communication, marketing materials, or almost everyday social media posts. This is what we do. You now we help people create their own you know, you know, contents for different, different channels. And, 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 and we also help them to promote it and market it as well. And, and as you asked, like the early stage of uh, the before Animaker, we run a huge video production house. We help companies uh, create contents. That's where the idea of like, how can we make it as a more tool-based experience, a product-based experience where anyone can jump in and create their own contents that was a seed for this whole idea of Animaker. I love it. And if you go on LinkedIn, you can see a little bit of his history. It's a lot of fun. I'll put that in the show notes as well. But in this whole process, you took something, a frustration that you felt, and then you grew up and you, of course, have the experience and the knowledge and all the ability to do all of this. But then, of course, it got beyond you and you have something like 200 employees now. So let me take a moment to just talk to me about one employee. I always like to have you brag on somebody who's someone that stands out among the people that you've brought onto the team. No, my, my first employee, he's still with me. I'm very proud of him. His name is Ganesh. He's the design head of our team. And I'm always very proud of him, the way he do things, the, the, the attention to details. And, and it's very, very hard to you know, convince him for even, even the finite details, right? Especially in a content creation industry, you, you need to have a very precise, you have to cross all the T's and, 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 and definitely you know, do all the uh, I's for the dots. So he's, he's a kind of person who went through that. And also last year, we had the theme of um, scaling. He uh, took this idea of how to scale the whole team just with like 10, 12 people to 40, 50 people member team. And it's such a very short span of time, right? I, I think he did it really, really great. I'm very proud of him. You know, I want to come back to that idea of scaling. Let's talk about what it means to scale teams because a lot of people who are listening are they're growing their companies or they're wanting to grow their companies. And so let's come back to that question about how do we scale teams and what has that team done? Because I think that would be really helpful. And you've definitely done that in a short period of time, scaled your company. 
So we talked about someone positive. Let's talk about some of the challenges. What are some of the challenges that you face specifically in developing leadership and developing a pipeline? Sure. I mean, the biggest challenge, if you ask me, uh, and I go by this quote, like, uh, you know, great craftsman creates great craft, but not another craftsman, right? So the biggest problem, I mean, there are a lot of individual contributors who are good at work, but when it comes to building a team, articulating and training the peers, especially getting things done, they fail in a big way. So, I mean, that is one of the biggest challenge. I've seen people struggling inside our company and, and the companies we help as well. So for those kinds of people, like we we come up with this new idea of like, why can't you, you know, generate your own content? So like similar to UGC, user-generated content. Nowadays, this big companies, even our company as well, we do that. So EGC, employee-generated contents. Sometimes this great knowledge is hidden within this non-content creators like the designers or, or, or the developers. They are the one who has so much knowledge, but they are never part of the you know, training content. I mean, they're never part of the, the processes. So, so the moment you give the tools like Animaker as well, or vMaker, we have another protocol, vMaker. If these tools are given to these folks, I mean, these people naturally create contents. And we can you know, curate it and make use of it part of our process. I think I think these are challenges again. As I said, making these individual contributors, you know, you know, becoming a leader is one big challenge. And the way to do it is is put them in front of the the, the scene and, and make sure they they train, get them trained themselves, and be successful. So you've got some individual con- contributors that are do fantastic, but you want them to to raise up and see where they can go, put them in front of others. And it sounds like you're looking for people to believe in. Is that that exactly, exactly. How are you you spotting that potential? Because some, some of the individual contributors don't actually want to do anything. They don't want to grow. And there's a spot, I guess, for some people like that as well. So, and that's a whole different conversation, but how are you looking for that potential in those people who could grow? I mean, uh, so one important quality I usually see is like you ought to be a leadership by example, right? Uh, you know, employees are sometimes like your kids. Uh, don't tell them what to do. Instead, just do it. Uh, I mean, I mean, in that way, individual contributors are always great leaders because they are well self-disciplined. They know exactly what to do. The only piece I think they miss is the, the communication part of it or articulation part of it. But naturally, I always felt the, the individual contributors who move things are the great leaders because they, they, they exactly do things than just talking, right? And it's easy to follow uh, through and, and get things done from them. I love what you just said there that it's about this. It hinges on, on communication, that leadership hinges on communication. You've been watching my Monday segment on my show and my podcast, and I always talk about leadership and communication go hand in hand. So I love that you just... Thanks for the little plug right there on what I believe as well. <laughs> okay. Great, great, great. Know that. Tell me about your leadership style, your personal leadership style, and then talk to me about the leadership pipeline of the company. So how are you building leaders up? Because you've been growing so fast. It means you've got to keep on promoting people. So tell me about how you're choosing who goes where. But tell me about your leadership style even before we get into that. Sure. I mean, I mean, uh, the way we do things here, I mean, my leadership style is uh, exactly as I mentioned, like I go by example, uh, if I can't do anything, I, I won't put that as part of my team. So if I can't fill a sheet, I don't, that process is gone. I mean, I, I always try like, if you can really follow things, 
rest of the team will follow through i mean that is very simple easy i'll i'll try to do that i mean that's my style so get get your hands dirty get down and do things and 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 rest of the whole team will follow through so you're not uh, and, and high up here above everybody you're nowhere with the people at the bottom level as well exactly 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 cool. and 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 you asked about this leadership pipeline right the way we build things and it's very interesting we call it as a 41 rule so basically when a new person or a new leader or anyone who wants to become a leader or if you hire someone for very first time we follow this 41 rule your first hour first day first week and first month is bit critical all right so we try to you know give the maximum for them we spend a lot of time with them we i mean most of our training you know the the way i do it is like i do a catch up with them especially the leaders who joins our team now we usually on a planet for 30 days but within 2 weeks they'll be ready you have to just navigate with them and the initial time spent right that goes long way even and the, whatever they learn for first month they they they, they don't even learn for a whole year i mean whatever you put 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 uh, you know put them through in the first phase of their i don't know growth journey i think that's that's what they learned and and they reflect the everything whatever they learned throughout the you know you know the journey in your team or in your company as well what what are you doing to make that first day so so special for them and so impactful no definitely we have this onboard program uh where we try to meet i mean uh, i try to meet or, or or somebody from our executive team they come and meet them personally almost everyone we meet uh spend at least 20 30 minutes talking about their stories trying to understand what they went through and our hr team will do the same and they'll also introduce them to the whole team especially in a virtual world it's easy to do it in physically right in a virtual real world you give that feel right you are there you you can't touch them <laughs> you can you can't handshake them but still you have to give give that feel right uh i, I think i think our team has done some something really great there i, I think people used to mention that their first day of their our session is pretty great i i think uh, it's it's all about uh, you know you know spending time I, i would say spending time and and asking them very open questions you know exactly you know uh, uh, the challenges because these guys very smart people who do a lot of homework they exactly know what to do you have to exactly tell them where they should navigate even in the physical world they just walk in and they do this uh, you know cool conversation with people and get things done but in virtual world i think you have to you have to be the person who are in charge or uh, they they have to be the one who actually navigate them through for the success and sometimes we also do this buddy program uh, where somebody will will be attached visually with, i mean virtually with you and they'll help you whenever you get stuck i love this man you're you're hitting up on something you're actually bringing up a bad memory and a good memory at the same time So Raghav when I was hired at one point in time the hiring process was amazing and the first day was just the whole expectations dropped. So they exactly. they whined and dined me and then the first day was like oh I came in like literally my office space was like dirty and I spent my first day cleaning the office that I was moving into. <laughs> It's like and and there was just <laughs> other things that were not amazing at the very beginning. So great wine and dine and then the first week was just like oh and in what you're saying is like hey let's everybody connect let's ceo connect let's have executive team connect there's a book called something like the the powerful of first the the power of first moments or something like that I can't remember what it is but it's so powerful where it talks about exactly what you're talking about grabbing a hold of them right at the beginning and you reminding me of it cuz the ceo of that he talks about in the book 
does what you're doing. So, man, that's really cool. Uh, on the way of their journey, what are key areas that you're constantly training in? Or do you just kind of train them that first? What month? What's your training regimen? I mean, uh, for, for seasoned leaders, especially who are, uh, you know, who know things, for them, the training, they, they know everything. But the, the biggest challenge I do see them is this TLT, too little time. They, they have been going all over the place, right? So so sometimes, I mean, at least in our company, the biggest challenge is time management. Uh, you know, this famous quote, which uh, said by, you know, D-Hawk, the founder of Visa, uh, if you want to lead, invest 40% of your time leading yourself. I mean, I do see, I mean, I mean it's not our, our team, it's, it's for me also. I mean, I'm also going through the same, like you really don't have time. Uh, so, but sometimes you have to, you have to, you know, in order to teach people or, or coach people to you know, manage your own work or, or, or instead of keep on managing other team members and everybody and instead of not looking into yourself, it's, it's, it's not a good idea. I think a lot of leaders go wrong there. I think uh, in our company, we usually, you know, train them with this time management and things like that. So. For, especially for the season leaders. How do you do it? Because my guess is every single person listening is going, I could use some pointers or reminders or brand new information on time management. So what are you telling people about time management? In our company, it's very simple. Like uh, every day we start with the morning. I, I mean, sometimes we deviate the routine. We put them through the routine. They always ask them like, start with some five, 10 minutes of your time, looking at your uh, previous day's thing and schedule your work. I mean, even if it is five, 10 minutes, you don't get time spent. Like what you need to do it today? I do it. I'm doing it for last five years. If you ask me, my Excel sheet is pretty clean every day. I do it five times. I mean, I mean, I do it four or five items. I I will I won't pick a lot of things. I usually pick four or five things because there are 50 things which comes from others. So better I put my list very short and simple. And then end of the day, I'll I'll go through and see whether those four or five things are done. Else I'll put them through too. So in that way, I always have something for me personally uh, to do in, 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 in my job, being a CEO, because you have to do a few things of your own. You don't ha- get help there. So you have to be very clear. Like that, if you're a director of engineering, if you're a VP of marketing, you have your own you know, 30, 40 percentage of work to be done. I, I think that you need to at least go and touch that up with a, with a clean checklist. I think that helps a lot. And that helped me. Yeah, that review thing is absolutely powerful. I do a lot of work with communication with people. And I always record it and then send it back to them. And when they wow. can watch it and see it, they can see what they did. They can see what I said about what they did. When they can see that, they're able to make the changes. And that's what you're doing with time management. I can see it. Oh, I can make the changes. I I have something similar. It's uh, the best, best self journal. I think that's what it's called. And every day you can go back and see what you did. But you do it on a spreadsheet. And you yeah. go back and you have, what What'd you say, how many years? Five years. <laughs> five years of history. <laughs> uh, five years of history. Uh, but it's it's quite uh, engaging. I, I never went up to five years, but at least whenever you want to you know, look for last 30 days, last 60 days of work and, and too much of deviation, you, know, you, can, you can easily spot on because it's your spreadsheet, right? You know that things goes wrong and, and you can correct it out. And it's also, I mean, very refreshing, I'll tell you. If you really look, just like looking at your old photos, uh, <laughs> it, it, it feels really good when you look back. Raghav, that is incredible. I've never heard someone who's done something like that 
And that is, that's really cool. What a cool way to, and you talked about modeling it. And so here you are teaching your whole team time management and you're modeling it in your style of leadership. That's, that's really incredible. Uh, Let's go now to that other topic I was asking about. Let's spend a little bit of time here. So your company has been scaling and it's just blown up in the last couple of years. Was it two years? Is that correct? And so in two years, you've gone from you starting this to over 200 employees, 13 million users. So talk to us about how you've scaled this. How have you scaled the leadership? I mean, uh, the one thing is critical for us is hiring. Uh, uh, because when you know, I mean, homegrown leaders is very important criteria we 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 set across. But on the other, sometimes you need to grow from fifty to two hundred. You need to have great people uh, while hiring. I think uh, the one important measure. I think you also asked that question before. Um, you know, what is that one criteria when you hire for your team or when you when when you hire for a leader? I always look for this uh, angle of uh, obsessiveness. Uh, I mean, uh, if you know this Paul Graham, the Y Combinator, uh, CEO of founder of Y Combinator, he used to call it as people like animals, right? In a very good sense. Uh, <laughs> people who are very obsessive. Say, for example, uh, if you are a salesperson who won't take no for an answer, or, or a PR person who just cold call New York Times reporter uh, in their cell phones for for one coverage. These are crazy people, right? I mean, I mean, I mean, but these are the people, especially when you start your team and you start building your startup or when you're a huge company, you start introducing a new department or new initiatives. These obsessive people take miles. I mean, they, they move things uh, because they, they enjoy doing that work. Uh, especially when you when you when you hire them during an interview, if you ask one article to be written, I mean, they write two articles, they give options. They overboard things and they do it, but but you have to be a bit cautious also. Sometimes there are people who are desperate, but you have to differentiate between people who are <laughs> desperate and obsessive. Uh, but it's great. But the moment they have you have them in your team, I mean, they 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 are they are very magical. I'd say. Okay, okay. So what is the difference between desperate and obsessive? Because I would say a lot of people when they think of the word obsessive, in fact, I don't think, and I've talked to a lot of people, Raghav. I don't think I've ever heard obsessive as a criteria for hiring. So I I love where you're going with this. And I think it's very interesting. I think it'll intrigue people, but then there is this desperate side. So tell us what, what's the difference between what you're looking for in obsessive and what you're looking for in, in desperate. And then why not use the terminology driven? Because I think a lot of people Mm -hmm. are driven, but you've, specifically chose obsessive talk to us about the differences there i mean the one good example i mean i'm a developer i'll tell you what is exactly obsessive is like if i run a code right it's 12 p.m uh, i won't go to bed if it has a bug if an obsessive developer can't take no for an answer right it's not i mean it's not you your company or the product wherever you put these people these people are very, very, dis- I mean, in, in terms of obsessive about the work they do. Yeah. Right. Sometimes they write a book, right? I have seen writers who write a book in 30 days, an extraordinary book, because they tell I me, mean, they used to tell me like they can't stop until they complete the whole book. I mean, I mean, not, I mean, you can't find it. I wrote a book in three days and it's, I just had so to you, jump in there. <laughs> uh, no, I mean, uh, and that's what I exactly mean, obsessive. But but the desperate thing is sometimes if you are looking for a job uh, or if you want to crack this part, 
you know you you, be, you become overboard and do things but when you you have to be smartly differentiate between these two people because these people may come back to normal uh, i mean they 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 become i mean whatever who they are but these people wherever you put but it's hard to handle them also you have to constantly feed them uh, <laughs> you have to constantly give them big challenges else they are gone so so i i, I think i think uh, uh, that is what i i think it is obsessive but again it's not my idea as you as i mentioned it's paul graham who mentioned it i'm, I'm just using it I think it's great though. You're you've internalized it and you've made it. So I'm thinking about it as you're talking, going, okay, so desperate is almost needy. It's almost yeah. at the weakness of obsessive. And then obsessive is driven plus being thorough. So you're driven yeah. to get yeah. something done, but you're also gonna see it obsessively, see it through to completion. Is that is that a fair assessment of yeah, exactly, exactly? <laughs> uh, that's great. Okay, so now that all has been said and done and we walked through my official agenda and added on some scaling here as well, what is it that just says makes you tick about, about your team and people and developing employees? What is it at the end of the day that makes you just go, man, that was a good day? Um, so, I mean, every day is a good day. It's a very good question. Every day is definitely a good day. Maybe sometime end of the day, you will get something, as I said, you can't solve. I would call that as a bad day. So basically, <laughs> you need to wait for another day to solve it. <laughs> I, I would I would definitely call that as a bad day. But 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 other than that, I mean, any challenges which you can't fix it. Uh, but 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 I, I would say that's a bad idea also. I mean, a uh, lot of challenges. I mean, I, I mean, I've been growing with my ages. I'm getting matured in that way. Uh, to be honest, I'm, I tend to understood like, okay, there are a few problems you need to wait for weeks or sometimes months to get solved, <laughs> which which I learned over a period of time. But yeah, so I, I would call any any challenges which is unsolved um, could would make my day a bad day. One of the things I, I love what you're doing here is even amidst the uh, bad, even amidst all this, you're developing systems, you're training people, you have all this criteria going on, and two things are resulting from it. You have some great people that you've developed. Sounds like Ganesh is just amazing there and, and others. And then you have a great product and those two. And sometimes people build one or the other, but really it's building both and those two go hand in hand. So well done. And, and really, I really appreciate being on the on the show here and sharing that. I'll put some links in there, anything that you want me to put. But is there anything that sure. you want people to check out after watching this show or this or this YouTube? Sure. I mean, I mean, definitely come out, check out our Animaker. Our product is amazing. I think uh, this exactly, you know, resonate with people who are trying to create videos, animations, content creation. And we have a lot of uh, interesting products also in pipeline, which is kind of, uh, you know, helping out this um, non-content creators, especially who are not a part of the content creation arsenal. I think they, they can quite enjoy this experience. And uh, Mike, I think uh, I've also... Uh, wish to mention that like you guys are doing a great job and as i mentioned before this interview the kind of um, an effort you put for each interview is amazing uh, right i mean the, the kind of walkthrough you are going for all the speakers is pretty amazing i love what you're doing mike thanks for that i wish you uh, very best hey thank you so much for that I really appreciate that. And I'm really excited about this YouTube segment that you've been part of here, where really the whole goal is to create this network of people who are developing team members, developing people, because when we develop people, not only do we develop great products, but we 
we improve their quality of life and you get to be a part of that. And I get to be a part of that. So thank you so much. Really appreciate it. Thank you, Mike. Have a great day. And thank you to listening because this is not just us talking. It's us talking for you. So take a moment, subscribe, like, share with others, and we'll see you next week. Thanks for listening to Masters of Employee Development. Do you know someone who would be a great guest? Send them to mikeacker.com forward slash apply. Do you want the show notes? Go to connect.mikeacker.com. Until next time, subscribe, rate, and give a review on Amazon or iTunes or your favorite platform.